leaving the island of Cyprus, approached and saluted. Helena stifled the urge to order Anthony to stop with all such gestures. She knew he disapproved of her and of this journey. She also knew he carried some immense burden. Helena's son had mentioned this in the letter Anthony had delivered. Constantine hoped the quest would bring Anthony back to the land of the living. Despite his perpetual gloom, Anthony's presence remained a gift. Helena forced herself to smile and wish him a good morning. His response was not so much sour as brooding. Empress, the Judean officials are waiting. I have asked you not to call me that. Anthony surely knew he was a handsome man, but he treated his looks as a burden. He fidgeted inside the uniform of a Roman centurion, adjusting his helmet, tugging at his sword belt, clearly worried by what awaited them on shore. How am I to address you, then? My name is Helena. Highness, using a royal's name is punishable by death. I no longer hold any title or office, as he well knew. You may refer to me as mistress or my lady. As you will, my lady. He risked a glance at her clothes. Don't you intend to change clothes? She glanced down at the gray shift, the simple sandals, the cloth belt. They were the clothes of a poor commoner, or a pilgrim. This is what I intend to wear for the entire journey. My lady. Speak freely, now and throughout our trip. You are about to meet the royal provincial governor, who answers only to the Caesar in Damascus. I am aware of who awaits me on the quayside, my son considers them both his enemies. Anthony scowled at the legion massed along the harbor. Which is all the more reason for us to withdraw to a safe port and send for more troops. We are not here to wage war, Anthony. My lady, I have no idea why we are here at all. Her son had described the centurion as a good man who deserved better wounded by life and love, and needing Helena's guidance more than any man Constantine had ever met. Helena asked, And yet you accepted my son's request to act as his envoy. I will serve Constantine with my dying breath. That was so like her son's officers. Constantine's greatest gift was his ability to draw such loyalty from his men. Let us hope it does not come to that. Anthony stared over the waters at the troops. In that instant, Helena realized the man had not merely come to serve her son. There, in the man's haunted gaze, she saw the truth. The centurion had traveled with her to Judea in search of his grave. Helena declared, This will not do. Reluctantly, he turned back to her. My lady? She would not have the blood of another man on her hands, to go with her because he recognized the call of God was one thing. To go seeking death. She said, My priest and friend throughout my disgrace caught a fever on the trip from Rome and died in Crete. I thought perhaps God wanted me to face this quest utterly alone, bereft of kin and allies. Then you arrived. Anthony's brow furrowed in confusion. But more important, he also became focused fully on her perhaps for the first time. 
he set aside both the enemy that waited on shore and the burden he carried. He listened. Helena pointed at the emblem stamped into his leather breastplate. Do you know the meaning of this insignia? The general, your son, he saw it emblazoned on the sun. He had a vision. Do you know what the Lord called him to do? We all know, everyone who fought with him that day. She said it anyway. God told my son to place this new symbol, made from the cross, overlaid by the name of Jesus, upon a standard and carry it before him. And God would give him victory. Do you believe my son actually heard the voice of God? I know he believed he did. I know we had a great victory against an army ten times stronger than our own. That is enough.